colleague Joanna Stern covers and reviews technology. And every year, she attends Apple's annual Worldwide Developers Conference, or WWDC. And in, in the Apple world, they call it Dub Dub. What happens at Dub Dub? That is Apple's annual conference where they bring in developers. They're really talking to the people who build software for their operating systems. And what they do is they show the next versions of the operating systems. Every year, it's really the same. Here's iPad OS. It does all these new things. Yay. Here's Mac OS. Here's all these new things. Yay. Here's iOS. It does things. Yay. Exactly. And that's how it goes. They go through all these new software platforms. They tell you about the new features and people clap and they cheer for software. This year's Dub Dub was highly anticipated. Good morning. Welcome to WWDC. And welcome to Apple Park for this very special day of announcements about our latest technologies and platforms. We love to see Apple CEO Tim Cook opened the event standing under a giant rainbow in a pre-recorded video. We'll be talking about the future of our incredible software platforms as well as introducing some exciting new products. So to get it- This year, people were excited for a new piece of hardware, a headset. Introducing Apple Vision Pro. Vision Pro is a new kind of computer that augments reality by seamlessly blending the real world with the digital world. It's the first Apple product you look through and not at. So how big of a deal is this? It's a big deal. It's a big deal for a few reasons. The first is that this is a new product category for Apple. The last time Apple entered a new product category was with the Apple Watch in 2014. And this is now Apple, a number of years later, saying, here's our next product category, headsets. So in the same way that Mac introduced us to personal computing and iPhone introduced us to mobile computing, Apple Vision Pro will introduce us to spatial computing. But Joanna says... Apple now has one big question to answer. What is the thing that's going to make us want to put on this headset? And it's the question I've been asking over the last number of years. Why would we put on these headsets? Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, June 5th. Coming up on the show, Apple's new headset and the future of virtual reality. Apple's new headset, Vision Pro, has been in development for seven years, and it goes beyond virtual reality. And explaining this, just requires you to sort of understand two ideas. One is virtual reality, and that's where you put on a headset and you don't see anything in your real world. You're transported to a fully digital world. The second idea is augmented reality, and that's where you can still see your world, but there are digital objects that appear in this real world. And you, you know, this is the table, and you see a little virtual frog on it. You see it, but nobody else sees it unless they might be wearing the glasses. 
Vision Pro combines both virtual reality and augmented reality. Apple's not the first company to get into headsets. Meta, formerly known as Facebook, has been selling VR headsets since 2014. And Sony makes one too, for video gaming. This technology has been around for a long time, decades. VR is not a new thing. I remember going to CES, which is the big consumer electronics show in Las Vegas. I I maybe went 10 years ago and put on virtual reality headsets. And even before that, I was putting these things on. And the technology was clunky. These were big devices. You had to put sensors in the room. You'd have to stand up and put them on the walls to have idea of where you were in the physical space. You'd have giant controllers. This was just a really, really nerdy thing. And that hasn't really changed. VR headsets today look like nerd helmets. They just do. You don't look cool in them. You look like you're wearing a computer on your face. I also call them face computers. I'll let your listeners decide what they want to call them. VR headsets are often used by people who play video games. But it's AR, augmented reality, that's really interested Tim Cook. Here he is speaking about it in 2016 on Good Morning America. This gives the capability for both of us to sit and be very present, talking to each other, but also have other things visual, visually for both of us to see. Maybe it's something we're talking about. Um, maybe it's someone else here that is not here present, but could be made to appear to be present mm-hmm. with us. And so there's a lots of really cool things there. Virtual the idea that the next computing platform can be more immersed in our space. We don't have to hold a phone in front of our faces. We don't have to sit in front of a computer. We don't need to look at our wrist at a little screen. Now, of course, Apple wants us to keep doing those things because they make money when we buy those products. But if the next thing that comes is actually putting those digital objects and those digital applications and the way we interact with technology more in our actual real world. Apple fanatics and nerd helmet enthusiasts have been waiting for Apple to unveil its headset for years. And today, they finally got to see what it looks like. Vision Pro feels familiar, yet it's entirely new. You can see, hear, and interact with digital content just like it's in your physical space. The Vision Pro headset looks like ski goggles. Apple says they will allow users to experience virtual reality and digital apps overlaid on the real world. A user's eyes, hands, and voice control the system. With Vision Pro, you're no longer limited by a display. Your surroundings become an infinite canvas. Use your apps anywhere and make them any size you want. And Apple showed off users using the device to work, to browse photos, and to watch movies without the limits of a screen. Apple says these headsets won't be available until next year. And the price tag, a whopping $3,499. So they aren't really for everyday consumers. And the company is predicting slower adoption than either the Apple Watch or the iPhone. So who is it for? Well, this is what's really unique about this Apple product introduction. And when you look back at all the many Apple product introductions, this one does stick out. 
because the way it's sort of being introduced and at the price point, it it does seem as it's very focused on the developers or the early adopters. Now, you could say that of many Apple products, that they were focused on early adopters out of the gate. Certainly the iPhone, you didn't go out and buy the first iPhone, did you? I did not. I was latched onto my BlackBerry forever. And there's some similarities in the sense that that first iPhone was definitely for early adopters, but there was probably more mass appeal than there is here. And that's why Apple's starting with these developers, the people who are going to build the apps for this thing, to help define what you may go buy this for in the future. Would you maybe go buy it if it has some significant purpose to you for $800 in a few years? Mm, we'd have to define significant purpose, but potentially, we all how much do we pay for our iPhones? Correct. So that's the path that Apple's on right now. Apple is making a big play here for this being the start of the journey. This is where they start right now. And look back at the first iPhone. Look back at that first Mac, even that MacBook Air. There was a lot of road to get better, to get cheaper, to really figure out why these products should be bought by most people. That's the road this product is on. With its new headset, Apple takes on one of its fiercest rivals. That's next. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. Learn about adopting a team from foster care at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Right now, the market for VR and AR headsets is small. Only about 9 million shipped globally last year. And the vast majority of those headsets were sold by one company. Facebook's owner, Meta. So Meta's big play has been to actually make VR quite affordable to people and accessible to people. They have the Quest 2 out. It's $300. You can buy it. You put on the headset. You can download apps. You can play games. You can work out in there. And of course, you know, you can go to the Metaverse. In 2021, Facebook made a big bet on the Metaverse. It invested billions of dollars into it and renamed the company for it. But wide adoption of the Metaverse hasn't happened. The company has struggled to keep users engaged and maintain sales for its headsets. How big a threat is Apple to Meta? Big. Mega big to Meta. Why? Well, a few things. First, there's the idea that Apple has made hardware for a long time. So Apple has the know-how to build great hardware products and build them at scale and build them and then bring the cost down. That is Apple's thing. They've been doing it for a long time. Right now, this is going to be an expensive headset. They're going to make a limited number of these right now because they know that this is not a mass product. But Apple certainly knows how to ramp up and how to bring that cost down. And there are a lot of Apple devices out there, which means Apple 
might have an easier time selling a new product to its users. The biggest threat to Meta is Apple's massive base of over 2 billion active devices. That means there are over 2 billion active devices in the world made by Apple. iPhones, Macs, AirPods, Apple Watches. That already exists. So say you're an iPhone owner. Yes. What else do you own from Apple? I have an iPhone. I have an Apple Watch, AirPods. Yeah. Computer, they work together. They work together. Maybe they'll have a headset that you like. And guess what? They'll all work together. Meta, they don't offer all of those other things to work together. So say you want to be in your headset and get your text messages, or you want to hear a song, or you want to FaceTime with your mom. Yes. All of that would be integrated into this headset. And that already buys Apple a huge leg up on any other company. And Apple has another advantage over its competitors, those developers who make software for its app store. At this conference specifically, DubDub, very good, very good, DubDub, they are able to convene many developers who make apps for their iPhones, their Macs, Apple Watches. They already are in Apple's software community, and they've been there now for decades. They've been writing Mac apps or iPhone apps Okay, now write a headset app. These people are ready. So essentially, Apple's saying, here's a hardware prototype, a $3,500 hardware prototype. You guys go out there, get busy, and see what you can do with it. Absolutely. And that is similar to what we saw a little bit with the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch, when it was first introduced, had a lot of different purposes. I was at that event, and I remember coming away with, like, what is it for? We saw... Tim Cook stand on stage, and he introduced the ability to send your heartbeat to somebody on there. And you could do fitness tracking, and you could get your notifications. You could do all these things. You could run little apps on there. And ultimately, they sort of threw this at the wall and saw what stuck. And one of the main things that people started to buy it for was fitness and health. And so Apple leaned in more to that. And they, of course, had a lot of this going on in their R&D and their labs. But over the next number of Models, they leaned into that. They saw app developers building for that. That became the main purpose because it was out there. People could use this thing, could understand, okay, that's a good app. They found the killer app. Joanna says that's what Vision Pro will need to succeed, finding a killer app, one that will make consumers want to buy the headset. When you think about the killer app for your phone now, what is it? The Wall Street Journal app? Oh, good is, answer. Good answer. Podcast uh, app? Our boss is listening. <laughs> is anybody listening? <laughs> well, the, I think the killer app for the iPhone was actually the App Store, right? It turned the phone into something more than just a device for making phone calls, for texting, and for browsing the web. How many apps just changed fundamentally what we could do with this device? So many. So many. So... That's what needs to happen for the headset, or at least one or two really good apps or use cases. Is it fitness? Is it communication with FaceTime? Is it gaming? Is it all those things? Okay, interesting. So basically, DubDub is the starting gun in a new war between Apple and Meta. If you're gonna go with the starting gun thing, I'd say a race. Okay, all right. 
Thank you. <laughs> so the race is on. The race is on, and it, it starts at Dub Dub. That's all for today, Monday, June 5th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.